The April 20th Mindful Parenting Retreat Day is filling up fast. Join me and other parents in Wilmington, Delaware for a day of rest and relaxation, mindfulness and mindful communication practices, and a live podcast too. And my special guest for the live podcast is, drumroll please, Lynetta Willis. You know her from episode 366 and 400. She is a psychologist and sought-after speaker who teaches her Triggered to Transformed program to struggling parents. Join us and bring a friend to this powerful day-long retreat in Wilmington, Delaware on April 20th, 2024. But hurry, space is limited. Go to mindfulmamamentor.com slash retreat to get your spot now. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash retreat. The world is still spinning. You know, the sky hasn't fallen. Like, you know, the day, the sun is still rising. Every day is, is the cycle of life. And even though we're hunkering down, the earth is still continuing and it will be there for us. And, and hopefully it will be even better and, and, and you know, blossoming for us when we do go back out there into the world and hopefully we'll take better care of it. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast, episode number 225. Today we're talking about the healing power of nature with Sandy Schwartz. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you've calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clark Fields, Mindful Mama mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years. I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course and membership, and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. This is going to be a great episode, my friend. I am so glad that you are here. In just a moment, I am going to be sitting down with Sandy Schwartz, the happy science mom, a science writer, positive psychology and environmental expert, and a mom blogger who helps parents utilize science-backed stress reduction tools to help bring happiness and balance to families. And we are going to be talking about how this whole crazy sheltering place post COVID-19 world and you know many of us are still sheltering in place and how we can even in this time tap into the power of nature to heal and to remember our wholeness. So I want you to listen for some important takeaways how it really is a powerful uh, reducer of stress and healer nature. How there are ways to embrace nature even if you can't leave your apartment and um, that people, even with just a view of nature, heal faster. So if you are a nature lover, or if you are not, I invite you to dive into this episode. It's really powerful. And before I dive in, I just want to let you know that I have some exciting things happening behind the scenes here in the Mindful Mama world. Um, as you know, I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting course and membership. And this year, I am right now, I'm currently working with my first cohort of teacher trainees. So the Mindful Parenting course, it uh, teaches how to take care of ourselves, uncover our triggers, take care of our stress response, and how to communicate uh, skillfully so that you can parent without punishment and brings those things together in one course. And I'm teaching the first 
group of teachers who are going to be taking that and teaching that in person in their local communities. And so I'm so excited about that. We we had this, uh, we just had part two of our training where they were teaching it back to me, the first session. And it was like, I was just filled with love just hearing this thing, the mindful parenting course, which is like my baby uh, in the hands of these incredibly confident, passionate people. And um, I'm just so, so thrilled. So if you are a parent educator, if you are a therapist or a doula, or you're just passionate about mindful parenting, I'm going to be starting to teach teach you how to teach mindful parenting in your local community in an in-person setting. So if you are curious about that, we don't have any official webpage up as the time of this recording. So please go ahead and ask me, email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com and uh, and you can learn more about it and maybe this can be something that you add into your repertoire too. So I'm so, so excited about it. So that's what's going on in my world. And I hope you're well. I am also as much as I can spending lots of time in nature. I am this kind of whole quarantine thing. Like it's led me to be in my garden a lot. I have not done so much gardening in a long time. So I am super into that at the moment. I feel really blessed to be able to do that. All right. Enough about this. I know you want to hear the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Here we go. Let's dive into this episode. Sandy, thanks so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. Hi, it's great to be here. How are you doing today? I'm good. We're, uh, yeah, we just, uh, we're, we're breathing through our technical difficulties, getting getting the message out. I'm excited to talk to you today and we're going to talk about the healing power of nature and how to get kids uh, into nature, even if maybe if even if we're stuck at home still. Uh, so, but I'm just curious, Sandy, about this, about how, how is this something that you became passionate about? Um, I imagine it was well before you be, became a mom. Yes. Actually, it goes back to high school when I cleaned up a dirty old river in uh, New Jersey, in a suburban town in New Jersey where I grew up. And then I joined the Nature Defense Club in high school and I started teaching uh, younger children about recycling. And then I actually was so inspired about changing the world and making the planet uh, healthier and cleaner that I went on to college and, and, and majored in environmental studies. And Kind of proceeded through life and then realized um, as time went on and I became a mom and I actually was dealing with infertility issues and, and anxiety and it kind of brought me back to where can I go to feel happier and healthier and calmer again. So it's amazing how things go for a uh, full circle. And now I, I spend a lot of time uh, researching and writing about how nature can help us feel happier and calmer and how we can teach our children to do the same. Yeah, yeah. So when you were when you were struggling with anxiety, what were what were some of the things that you did to what where did you go in in nature to help soothe your soul? Well, what happened was I really thought, you know, when you when you first uh experience anxiety, the doctor immediately wants to give you a pill, right? 
And I really spent a lot of time researching how I didn't have, you know, I didn't want to do that. So I started, that's actually when I started my blog uh, about four and a half years ago. And it is meant to be the toolkit that I needed as a child. I wish that my children, my parents had given me the tools and I wanted to pass it along to my children and then to parents to then pass it along to theirs. But I did a lot of research on um, the, the study of positive psychology, uh, positive psychology and happiness science. And that's why my blog is called Happy Science Mom. It's actually a play on words because I'm a science writer and I come from that background of making sure everything you write about actually has some scientific backing to it. But then it's also about the science of happiness. So I looked at mindfulness and creativity and nutrition and, and fitness and spending time in nature. And they actually all come hand in hand. And that's where I'm putting a lot of my effort into these days is how we can, you know, kind of marry mindfulness with nature and um, gratitude in nature and awe in nature and all these different pieces that we can then bring into our lives to, to feel better. It's interesting because I, I teach mindfulness and and anxiety, of course, is definitely one of the things that drove me to learn about that and teach it. And, you know, what you're talking about, that piece about being in nature is sort of this unspoken undercurrent, right, that is woven completely into my life because my dad, you know, my dad was a, I guess, a tree hugger. He had bonsai. <laughs> we went on a lot of <laughs> hikes and uh, lived by the ocean. And, you know, even this morning, you know, as you described this, like my meditation practice is a huge part of what keeps me sane and happy and healthy. I can see an incredible difference, but also unspoken with that is that I go for like, we are recording this right now in early April, 2019, we're all sheltering in place. 2020. 2020. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I wish we were in that 2019. I wish I was in 2019 where my biggest problem was the lesser celadine that was like taking over my yard. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like one of the huge pieces for me is that I'm so lucky to be able to get outside. And just this morning, actually, like just be before this, uh, I was like out for a run and I was, I was out for a run. I was in like running through, like we have a lot of trees where I live, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those trees areas and a lot of woods and they, you know, I'm looking at the leaves and one of the, the, the flowering trees and I'm saying, okay, thank you. Thank you for the, these leaves. Oh, I'm, I'm really like just looking around, seeing what I can appreciate. So it was like all those things kind of wrapped up into one experience. I, I, it, the power of those are incredible. Yes. And that's really the key. As you know, it's all about being more mindful and, and passing that on to our children as well, because, and for us as busy moms, um, to remember to pay attention, to remember to stop and smell the roses. Everyone's so busy right now in their lives that they're not doing that. And I actually, um, I've been doing this daily eco-happiness challenge. And one day, part of the challenge was to go, I went on a bike ride. And I could have just been a plain old bike ride. But I decided to make it a, um, a mindfulness sound experience mm -hmm. where I really focused on what was I hearing? I mean, I'm just around my little neighborhood on, on my bike, but I was 
hearing the crunch of the leaves under the, the tires and I was hearing the whooshing of the wind in my ears and any birds, the birds that were chirping as I went along and kind of tried to tune out, you know, any of the buzzing of the, the vehicles and all that. And so it's just something simple like that. I got home and, you know, put a smile on my face. It made me feel better. Well, it's interesting. And I'm curious about the research about this, but I've always, I've wondered about this because I've gone on some like uh, backpacking trips with my daughter now and some with friends. And when I've gotten away for like two nights, completely away from like the internal combustion engine and all things like, you know, human made, just being outside completely surrounded by nature for more than 24 hours, the sense of just complete peace that I feel, it just feels like everything is right. And I just, I can't help but think that, you know, this is for 100,000, 200,000 years, this is how we lived. And the, 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 that we are so out of touch with that can be harmful. And so do you have any of the, do you know any about the, anything about the research that they've done on this and, and, and the benefits of really intentionally spending more time in nature. And if you are stuck at home and can't go outside, we are going to talk to about that too. Um, so hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, actually just last year, there was a groundbreaking study uh, published in scientific reports that got a lot of news coverage. And this really kind of was a tipping point, I believe, because it spurred a lot more media um, on the benefits of nature for, for mental health in particular. And it basically, the bottom line was that 20 minutes a day being in nature is what is all you need to really reduce that stress. And, you know, this is, it's so critical because children aren't even getting enough recess time and playing outside enough. And, and even look at us as moms, right? Are we getting outside if we're stuck at a computer all day? It's really important to work in 20 to 60 minutes a day. Uh, of getting that that nature, whether it's just having lunch outside or going for a walk, you know, taking a break from your work day and going for a walk or going outside with your children and playing and enjoying that time together. Being playful in itself, there's so much research that says it will boost your mood. So we can combine all this research together to really feel happier and calmer. Um, so so what do you do with your kids on a, on a, on a regular week or, you know, considering maybe even you're sheltering in place, what are some of the ways that you incorporate this into your own life? Well, every day we have been talking about what's one way that we can be outside and we've gone on bike rides. We've taken family walks. I've noticed my son who's a tween now that he, he's been really dealing with being at home really well and being on virtual school very well. I'm impressed. But he get, when he gets a little irritated or cooped up, he just says, can I go outside and play basketball, mommy? And that's what he does. He goes in the front, you know, to the driveway and he just shoots his baskets. And that's, that's all he needs to really recharge. Um, but we've been doing whatever we can from our backyard. We have a pool, fortunately. We, I went one day, I, I said to my daughter, you're going outside. And she ended up running around the pool and, you know, a few laps around. Uh, and, and it was just fun. You know, there's so many simple things you can do. I also, I'm fortunate, I have um, a stationary bike on my, pal my uh, back backyard balcony. 
And I've been using that a lot because it, it looks over to these gorgeous palm trees. I'm, I'm down here in Florida. So we have, we have pretty warm weather, but it is it's very, very beautiful right now in that tropical environment. And so I've been outside exercising probably more than I have in a long time. Because usually I would just go to the gym and be inside. And now it, it, it's more of this crave, you know, you want to get that, that break and, and go outside more. And I, as long as you stick to the shade, you're good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a believer in needing some sun. Oh. <laughs> probably you're like a, you, you know, you got, you live in Florida. In Delaware, we're like, when the sun oh, comes out in the true. spring, we're all like, ah, oh, the sun. That's you know, true. we've just been, we need our vitamin D after kind of being inside for so long. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you, you also worked, um, for the EPA and et cetera. Just, I'm curious about, you know, as a, um, as a science, as a lover of the earth and the nature and a mom, uh, it's interesting because we're in this time where we're all under this crazy anxiety because of this COVID-19 pandemic, but kids are, you know, have incredible anxiety for a lot of reasons, but one of them is because of global warming. And it's so kind of strange because this, everyone staying home is like actually this benefit for the warming, like helping us slow down the warming of the earth. But uh, how do you talk to your, how do you talk to your kids about that? And do they kind of sense the I mean, how, or how do you wrap your head around it yourself as somebody who cares about all of these things? Do you, are you feeling optimistic? You're feeling pessimistic? And, and what is it kind of looking like with your kids too? Well, I have found it very interesting that carbon emissions have actually gone down a little bit. You know, people are saying, they're getting so much more mileage out of their car because they're not driving, you know, as a joke. You know, I, I already drive my electric car. So, Me you too. know, <laughs> so, you know, I, I find it fascinating that it actually is being beneficial for Earth for everyone to just stay inside for a little bit and, and to reduce those emissions. Planes are actually a huge culprit of carbon emissions. So the fact that air, air travel has been cut dramatically um, you know, it's obviously not good for other reasons, but it is kind of interesting to take for the earth to take that that breath. And, you know, I do hope that through this experience, people will have learned a little bit about that and maybe think twice next time. And, and may, now that they're doing more walking and, and they're enjoying their backyards more and they're slowing down, I really do hope that that is the benefit of this crisis. Um, the other thing I wanted to to mention is that Part of my, the environmentalist angle. So there's kind of, you know, this whole look, looking at nature and stress reduction is obviously about us feeling better. But I also want people to understand that by realizing that, by realizing that nature is available to us to make us feel happier and calmer, we now should take that step and protect it, right? Because if we don't have these beautiful trees to look at and hiking trails to go on and clean water to bathe in and, and enjoy at the ocean and whatnot, you know, we can't actually benefit from it. So it's a little bit selfish in a way, but it's important because that's how the human mind works. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a little hard for people to grasp the concept of climate change. But if you look at it from a personal standpoint and how it's, nature is better for you, 
and it's we need to protect it for the future for our children and grandchildren and, and for us i think that's a, the, the biggest message that i would like to to let people know about that's important to me yeah yeah I, it hopefully yeah i mean maybe that could be something positive that comes out of this i mean i do see like we went to our local hiking spot uh, a week and a half ago or something or two weeks ago and and it was when all this was starting and, and boy, there were way more people than there ever were before. <laughs> wow. We had never seen, you know, I mean, everyone was six feet apart more or less, but, uh, um, yeah, it, that was maybe, maybe a, a bright spot. So what do, what about this time when, when people are, if people are stuck inside, you know, if they can't go outside, they can't, they have to stay in, a, in an apartment in a city, what do, how can how can nature help them in this time? Well, it is fascinating how much you can still benefit from nature even if you're not so immersed in it, you know. And I do want to also say that you know you don't have to be a super crunchy person, the hiker, you know, the person who only drives electric vehicles to to really tap into the power of nature. Um, you know, and I joke, like, I've actually never been camping. You know, I'm a huge environmentalist. That was my major in college. I, you know, people think I'm, you know, I'm so green, but I've never even been camping. You know, I wasn't, I was raised as a suburbanite and I'm still a suburbanite, but we all can do our part both to protect nature and to enjoy nature. And, you know, even from your own home, you know, what's been really fascinating about this whole, um, you know, uh, sheltering in place and all that and being stuck at home is there's so many resources and, 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 you know, to look at technology from a positive way too. So, you know, one day my children and I took a virtual field trip to Ireland no, because no. it was St. Patty's day. And it was like, Oh, you know, we don't know that much about Ireland. And it was, we looked at just gorgeous scenery. Right. So, and, and the fact is, yes, you may not get the exact same boost, from being out in the woods, like if you were forest bathing or hiking, but you still get some, it still gives you that, you know, if you're looking at a building on a computer screen versus beautiful flowers, you're going to feel differently. Mm. So, so there's a lot that everyone can do. And, you know, most people have hopefully a balcony, at least a window um, from just your window. Uh, you know, at, you know, get the kids by the window and, and gaze at, see how many stars you can find. Spend, you know, an hour looking for birds, maybe see, you know, even from New York City, like what greenery can you see? You know, it's amazing how much you might be able to see a, um, a rooftop garden. Mm -hmm. You know, so would you recommend that I'm trying to think, would you recommend that people bring plants indoors? Like if you are stuck inside, like this is time, I bet you can order some plants online somewhere, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. Um, and there have been studies, actually, one of the key studies that keeps coming up in a lot of, of what I've read about um, the healing power of nature is that uh, years ago, there was a study done in hospitals in the rooms where people had a view of some greenery through their window. They actually healed more quickly than those who didn't have that window. So, so they know that it helps you. You can bring plants in. You can start your own little herb garden in, indoors by a windowsill or on your balcony. Um, another great way to tap into nature easily is through sound. 
Mm. You know, just close your eyes, you know, throw on a, um, a meditation with nature sounds such as, you know, the water, um, the ocean waves or a river uh, or birds chirping, you know, soothing sounds. You close your eyes and all of a sudden you're transported to a whole nother land, right? So that, mm. as you know, with, with meditation is, is so powerful. I actually use that a lot of times when I have to be in my office for a while working and there's these, there are these great YouTube videos that are, mm -hmm. they're, they're like eight hours long of <laughs> bird sounds in a field <laughs> and it's right. wonderful or the rainforest and you can find sounds of anything for endless amounts of time. And yeah, and you could just play it in your house and see how it it reduces it reduces everyone's stress your kids will think you're totally kooky like my kids think that when i do that sometimes that they're like oh my goodness we're here we are we're back in the rainforest with mom but we all smile we laugh like it feels good it feels healing well it might be interesting for them though to say to them oh well close your eyes and listen to this for five minutes and then mm -hmm. go draw a picture mm -hmm. what do you see you know do you see a colorful bird in that rainforest because that's, and you know, art, creativity is, is another very powerful way to, to feel calmer. Um, one of the ways I, I was sitting on uh, my, my balcony again, of course, and I'm spending a lot of time there, and I was doing a uh, color by number, a nature color by number. And, you know, at the end of it, you have this beautiful bird or a beautiful uh, scene. Um, so that in itself, or get the kids to create on their own. Um, so that... Oh, the other thing, if you have pets, I, I happen to not be a pet owner, but pets, anyone who has a dog or a cat, or I heard that, that there's a big uptick now in people that are fostering animals. Mm -hmm, yeah. Oh, the, there's so many tremendous benefits just to having that pet now with you to, to snuggle with and, and, and to, to touch and the children especially. So that's another way that people, if they're stuck at home, can, can do a positive thing for their community and foster a pet and and feel better and help the pet feel better as well. It's so true. We got our first dog uh, in January, the end of January. Mm. And so she, we've had her for just a few months now. And of all, you know, we count what we're grateful. We ask, we talk about what we're grateful for at dinner. And, and she is on the list all the time because, oh, not, you know, that's the beautiful piece about nature is like, there's, it feels like all oh, there's, there's all this fear in the world, right? That we're kind of surrounded by it. But like, our dog is so happy that we are home and she is just full of kisses and like loving and you know, fun and in, in, injecting this element of fun. And I know that there's good benefits from a gut bacteria standpoint actually too. But, um, <laughs> but like if I look at her, when I look at like the flowers that are coming up in my yard and all the, the life that's happening there, it's just a reminder that there is there is abundance, there is life, there is beauty, there, there's growth and, um, and healing all the, and there's this, like that awe in nature, like it's, it's all there, there, all that, that, that rhythm, the regular rhythm of life is still happening when we remember to, to see beyond the human world, I guess. Yes. And I think it's especially important now that for those of us stuck inside, stuck at home, to take that moment. And I have noticed the birds chirping more than I ever have. 
And I kind of did say to myself, I saw butterflies fl- you know, fluttering by and I said, wow, look, nature is, is proceeding. Like, you're right. Like the world is still spinning. You know, the sky hasn't fallen. Like, you know, the day, the sun is still rising. Every day is, is the cycle of life. And even though we're hunkering down, it, the earth is still continuing and it will be there for us. And, and hopefully it will be even better and, and, and you know, blossoming for us when we do go back out there into the world and hopefully we'll take better care of it. But yes, it's there for us to enjoy and to feel better. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention uh, when we were talking about the sound videos mm-hmm. that, that you've listened to, there's, and, and, and then putting that together with awe, there are some fabulous videos you've probably seen. Let's say, um, you know, the quick speed of a, of a flower blossoming. Oh yeah, those are so cool. Yeah, or the rain, the dew mm-hmm. and the rain. In the, mo- the morning dew. And so something like that, as simple as that, you can sit down and watch and you are getting that, that boost of awe. I mean, awe has been shown to, to lower cortisone levels in, in your body. So it really, truly will calm you down and it's fun. And, and, and it's something to talk about with the kids and, and just be excited about. You mentioned that even poetry can inspire this. Like if we're stuck at home or we can't, whether we can get outside or not, this could be a way to tap into nature. Yes. Actually, the other day I pulled out a, a poetry book from when, you know, one of my children's, you know, when they were, when, my, uh, when they were born or something, uh, stuck back in the closet in the bookshelf. And there was a chapter all on poet, nature poetry. And we sat and we read it together. And, and then I started making up some lines and, and my kids were laughing and, so they can start making up their own poetry, but there's so many, you know, whether you're pulling out Robert Frost or some children's poetry book or having your children or, or you yourself or your spouse or partner um, write your own poetry or other books um, that talk about nature and, and hiking, anything that really kind of spurs that imagine, imagination of being there, even if you can't. Oh, I want like a good nature poetry book. I wish I had something right now that we could like read on the podcast. Um, yeah, I want something. That, now I want to, dear listener, if you can think of a great nature poetry uh, book to recommend to me, please, uh, please let me know. <laughs> Find me uh, on, on Instagram at Mindful Mama Mentor or wherever. Do you have anything, Sandy? Well, like I mentioned, Robert Frost is one of the most famous ones. Some others that, that I've uh, noted in the past, John Keats, mm. William Wordsmith, Word, sorry, Wordsworth, Phoebe Shelley. And, you know, I had received a poem, I think you may have seen it too, going around social media, called Lockdown. It was uh, by Richard Hendrick. And it's all about the coronavirus situation. But one of the, the most beautiful aspects is that talks about how we can, we're able to hear the birds again. Mm. And they were talking about in Wuhan, China, and how it's usually so loud and crazy and, and congested. And, you know, everyone <laughs> retreated and now they can hear the birds again. So mm. that, that's pretty beautiful. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a poem filled with a lot of emotion mm-hmm. because of the situation. But you know, this may be a good time for all of us to sit down and write poetry. <laughs> Stare yeah. out the window and put a poem together and, and, you know, you never know. Maybe someone will they'll have a contest ready to go for, for all of us. Oh, yeah. I think I've, I've found the poem, the lockdown poem. Let's see how long it is. Ah. All right. 
Sandy, you ready? I'm going to read it. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, and this is by a Capuchin Franciscan monk, Brother Hendry, Richard Hendrick, who's living in Ireland. Um, and he penned this on Friday, March 13th. So, 2020. Yes, there's fear. Yes, there's isolation. Yes, there's panic buying. Yes, there's sickness. Yes, there's even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds sing again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes. Blue and gray and clear, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is spreading flyers with her number throughout the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are, to how little control we really have, to what really matters, to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live now. Today, breathe. Listen, behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing, spring is coming, and we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul and though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. Mm. That's so beautiful. Beautiful. It's amazing what people can create in, in these situations. So yeah, very inspiring. So we can open our windows. So Sandy, let's, maybe we can take this, we can see, you know, we can, I think that it's important to remember that, you, you know, kind of like, as he was saying in his poem, even though there's this suffering, we, it, the wise person knows that the, it, they should not feel guilty for being, feeling joy, that joy is what we need, right? That joy and gratitude and appreciation, like we need a big dose of that. We need a lot of that. And it's okay to, to have both. And so you have been doing a wonderful challenge to help help people find some some joy in nature can you share um some of the activities that you're challenging kids and families to to do to help them get outside or uh or, you know remember to be outside <laughs> sure yes and this happened it, i came up with this on saturday march 14th it was the day after the I knew the kids were kind of done with school. And I, I said, you know, how am I going to get through this? And what can I do? And how can I tap into 
all the resources that I have been writing about all these years. But my blog is a toolkit for raising happy, balanced children, and I need to stay happy and balanced now. So what can I do? And so I, I kind of committed, I posted on Facebook that I was going to do a daily eco-happiness challenge. And I now done, uh, completed three weeks. And so every day I have done something either, you know, something connected to nature. Sometimes it's going for a walk or a bike ride, either by myself or like I mentioned, um, uh, bike rides with my kids or that time when I was looking, um, you know, focusing on the, the, what I heard during my bike ride. We've read nature poetry together. We have done really cool art projects. Um, one day my daughter came running to me and said, I have this project for school and I have to go out in the backyard and create an insect out of whatever I can find natural that's natural in our backyard. And I said, oh, well, I have to do that too. So we went outside and we, we picked leaves and um, some flower petals and some other cool, cool things that we were able to find. And we created these really neat bugs. And, you know, I, I posted them around and, and it got a lot of attention. Everybody loved them. They were colorful and, and really unique. And a lot of parents were like, oh, I'm going to do that too. It's so simple. And I never, never thought of that before. Um, I, one day I just decided to do some yoga in my backyard. I, so nice, especially if you're pre before the mosquitoes come out. <laughs> oh yeah, in the morning, of course. You know, I've again, I've been researching and writing about all this, but and and again, I'm an environmentalist, you know, as a suburbanite, so I haven't done everything. I've never done earthing before. What's earthing, that? earthing or grounding, where you go barefoot and you stand in the grass, or you could do it at a beach as well. But it's really about you know getting the the positive energy from from the earth from nature, and is, so oh, sorry, isn't that like uh, barefoot in the grass? Isn't that also like your? Isn't that sort of beneficial for? I've heard that could be beneficial also for your health too because your skin is absorptive and there's I you know there's minerals and all kinds of things in the soil right that you know good positive bacteria and stuff like that that that's all really good for your feet too right. Yes, and it's good it's hearsay, dear listener. Hearsay. <laughs> well, well, it's also good mindfully as well. Yeah, you're yeah. feeling the sensations that you wouldn't otherwise feel with shoes on, and and you know, good to get in tree pose while you're standing out there. Hmm. So, and I did that with my daughter, and you know, explained to her what it was. So that was cool because we we went down an interesting path of learning something new and and being outside together, and. I just think the other, the other part of this is, reason this is so important and why I decided to do this is I needed something to turn to every day, right? I needed a reason almost to get out of bed every morning because it starts to feel like Groundhog Day a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we just, we just watched that movie again. Uh, well, uh, the kids had never seen it. So I said, yeah, this is how mommy and daddy are feeling. And so every day I have a new challenge to somehow connect with nature. And that has really helped me get through this, this challenging time. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's given me something to look forward to. It's kind of challenged me to look up new information or you know, just when I think I'm gonna run out of ideas, there's always something that either just appears on Facebook in front of my face or in my email, like that poem that mm -hmm. arrived. There's always something. And I think if we always take that, you know, this is, we should all, take this eco happiness challenge to heart and, and 
make it a, 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 a 365 um, day challenge and, and do it every year and see how many unique ways we can connect to nature every day. I really think it's beautiful. I think it can all, it be, only can make us feel better in the world, a better place. And yeah, I, without commutes, right? We don't have any commutes now. I mean, we may not feel like we have more time because a lot of a lot of people are working and trying to do homeschool, but maybe this can be a time for us to lighten up a little bit on the the you know, the must get every math problem done and say, okay, let's let's go outside and breathe. <laughs> let's just get some fresh air and like hop up and down on one foot for five times or whatever, you know, or (laughs) crouch down real low and see what we can see. I think that this invitation that you have with the challenge to connect is, is so vital and so, so needed. Yes. And if folks want to follow along or join the challenge, because I would love to hear what other people are doing, they can find me on Facebook at happy science mom. Cool. Sandy. It's been great to talk to you. I really appreciate what you're doing and encouraging us all to get out and to remember that awe and that connection and that that life and abundance that is around us and that we just have to go and and get out of our our heads, our stories, literally get into our bodies, get into our senses, your sense of sight, touch, smell, all of that, you know, just get get it your hearing right this is a that is what mindfulness is is like coming into coming to our senses and just taking a moment to step away from our stories of what's happening all everywhere else in the world and say what is here like what is happening right here right now what is available right here and right now and start to become to to wake up to what is what is this all this beauty that is here mm-hmm. And next time you're on your commute, when you're back to your normal schedule, maybe folks will look out the window more and take in the beautiful trees and flowers they see, or when you're stuck at a red light, to look at the clouds and take some deep breaths. And hopefully we'll all remember that, and hopefully our children will too. Yeah, our modeling is the best example. For sure. Sandy, thank you so much. I really appreciate you, the your work you're doing and, and uh, I appreciate you coming on the Mindful Mama podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. I love this conversation about nature and it just makes me want to get into nature even more, 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 more. And I'm so excited to be so happy to be close to my woods. And I, I hope that you have some access to nature. If not, get those, get those uh, YouTube nature sounds rolling in, in your environment too, like I do. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just want to let you know that uh, we have so many resources. We have all the back episodes of the Mindful Mama podcast at the our website at mindfulmamamentor.com. And I have lots of free resources there. I have information about the membership. And hopefully soon I'm going to have some information about the Mindful Parenting Teacher Training where I'm going to be um, enrolling the next cohort soon to learn to teach the Mindful Parenting as an eight-week, eight-session course in your local community in person. 
Um, and uh, so if you're curious about that, you want to know more, you're like, oh my gosh, Hunter, tell me more, then go ahead and just email me at hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com and I will try to get you some info and we'll get some up on the website soon. I'm wishing you a beautiful week, my friend. I'm wishing you peace and joy. I'm wishing you, um, you know, breaks. I, I wish you somewhere, uh, maybe something new to to engage you um, as we <laughs> keep going in this endless groundhog day of a moment. So, um, so I'm wishing all that for you and let us together, let's practice to just appreciate with all the little things like appreciate our breathing appreciate maybe if we are lucky enough to have two hands or two arms that can hold our children and two feet that can walk and our breath that's maybe healthy if we're lucky flowing in and out whatever those simple things we can bring it back to basics let's practice to appreciate those this week and i will i will be practicing with you Okay, thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Are you a mom who wants to feel less stressed and enjoy motherhood more? Do you want to be calmer with your kids and be more present for life? I've gone from being stressed and yelling to become more grounded, more at ease, and have more enjoyable, cooperative relationships with my kids. I'm going to show you how to do it too. If you currently feel stuck or stagnant, this is for you. I've created a free downloadable audio training, Mindfulness for Moms, the superpower you need. It will show you how to respond rather than react, how to let go of stress and feel more grounded in seconds, how to have a smoother day today and become more present for your kids. To get this absolutely free, simply visit the website mindfulmomguide.com. That's mindfulmomguide.com. Get started with mindfulness, the superpower moms need. I'll see you there. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.